0: What is up? Welcome back to NFTs Made Simple. Today, we're talking with Ezra with a camera. We're going to be talking about where the virtual and the digital and the physical all merge within NFTs. Let's make it simple. NFTs are changing the world and change can feel complicated and scary. But listen, you don't need a computer science degree. You don't need to learn how to code. You just need practical skills to win.
1: If you are here, you are in the 1% of humans that are preparing for this major cultural shift. We're going to keep it fun. We're going to keep it light. We're going to make it practical. Welcome to NFTs Made Simple. Just a reminder, we're not financial advisors. It's not financial advice, and you should do your own research. Hey, let's get into it.
0: Yo, Ezra with the camera. What up? How's it going? Good, good. Dragging me in the house, and Ezra... Why don't we just get right into it? Why don't you explain to us what is it that you do?
2: <laughs> so uh, my name is Ezra. I work at 1 p.m. in the NFT vertical. So I, I run the Instagram and the Twitter account for NFT 137. And hey, wait, I want, I,
1: I'm going ju- to jump in hot right away. Yeah, let's do it. And because Ezra just said a word that I, I've actually recently had people say, hey, what the fuck does this mean? He just said, I work for something, something vertical. Explain what yeah. vertical means.
2: Vertical is like a subject, right? So 137 has a bunch of different subjects that we talk about, sports, culture, music, NFTs. And I work for the, the wing, the department of the company that talks about NFTs. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I, within that vertical, right? Expanding the vocab, learn something new every day. I do, uh, I run the Instagram and the Twitter account and I help channel manage those. So I get paid to talk about NFTs all the time and and learn as much as I can uh, while doing it. So kind of the dream, honestly, for for a person like me. I, I love NFTs, so yeah, we can, which we'll get into in a minute for sure.
0: Well, one of the things, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, Ezra, was you have a really interesting story. You know, it's the, the social media landscape, the NFT landscape has a lot of noise. There's a lot of this in that vertical, right? There's a lot of chatter. It's hard to stand out. Mm -hmm. Hard to stand out. But you found a very unique way to not only stand out, but to get on Gary's radar and to land a really cool job, I think. So why don't you explain to us how you got connected, how you even got considered and hired for the NFT 137 position?
2: Yeah, so I, I'm a big fan of, and for the listeners, I think they can take this advice as well and ju- take this path that I took as well. I just found something that I was naturally interested in and doubled down on that, spent my free time researching in this topic. And this topic that I'm talking about is uh, collecting data and, and asking myself questions, answering these questions, and then creating a spreadsheet. because My question was around data and supply for uh, curio cards. So I made a spreadsheet, which was within my interest, something that I was naturally interested in, which was statistics and solving these problems. And I made a, a spreadsheet tracking the supply of these NFTs, and I put that out to the community for free, and kind of got into Twitter Spaces and involved in the Curio Card um, Discord, and and kind of built a following there. So um, I maintained that spreadsheet. It was it had supply data. It had um, percentage change, it had the prices, and I would manually put, it was like, I went through Etherscan to find the supply. Like, it was this work that no one wanted to do, and that's why the problem hadn't been solved. And I literally spent a month gathering this data and making this spreadsheet, releasing it for free. Um, where were you Where were you getting the data, Ezra? So, well, we'll it's a bit of a tangent, but I, I was getting the information from Etherscan. And the reason I had to collect this data manually because normally the blockchain is transparent data and it gives you this information. It gives you the supply, it gives you who the owners are. Well, Curio Cards was made in 2017 before the ERC 721 standard. And that standard, in simple terms, is a copy and paste smart contract that creates an NFT. So, Curio Cards were made before this standardized model of NFTs. And it, that was back in 2017. And some of these cards were lost, meaning, Someone purchased the NFTs when it was released, but these wallets have been inactive, because again, the blockchain, you can see all of this data in this activity. You could see that the cards hadn't moved and nothing in that wallet, nothing that that wallet owned had moved for a thousand days or more. So I went through Etherscan, that's a website that basically plugs into the Ethereum blockchain. You can get all the data um, with these smart contracts and these projects. And I combed through all of the original owners and put in the spreadsheet who has not moved their assets for over a thousand days. And, and that created this zombie wallet, we called it, the zombie wallet tracker. Um, and yeah, that was, it took like a month to get that information. Like every day after work, I was, doing, I was working at a uh, real estate company doing vi- videography. I would spend hours every single day for a month after work collecting this data. And it was, uh, my roommates thought I was crazy, but it ended up working out.
1: <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> so, what's fascinating um, listening to him talk is do you mind me asking your age ezra
2: uh 25 just turned 25. 25.
1: ezra you can just hear the way he's talking that he's kind of like one of these gary v disciples (laughs) i mean like well i mean i'm not saying not in a bad way it's a follower for sure yeah but it's a compliment because like his message is what he just said i mean he's, he's all about this is a great lesson for the listeners too So many people are out there just doing shit that they don't like and that they're not good at, that they weren't made to do. But, you know, Gary's message to everybody is just like himself, you know, find something that you love and that you're passionate about that's relevant and double down on it. Um, So I would assume along the way somebody in their organization appreciated, um, you know, the way you went about that, you know, because that's kind of how he built his whole empire. So that's awesome.
2: Yeah, and, and I, I can continue on that with like exact, and I know um, we're, we're, we have a limited amount of time, but I, I basically, so I took that, made a name for myself in the curio card community and basically doubled down on the spreadsheet thing. It's, it's something that I enjoyed. I enjoyed providing that service for the community, totally for free. I was solving other people's problems. I did attach my name. You know, there's a little bit of branding part of this. I attached my name in the title so that anyone that had their problem solved by me and by people that helped me out, they would see my name, know where to find me, and, and know where to contact me. So, um, I, I did the same thing with uh, V Friends. And when those um, zero cool cards, I know that I don't know. Are you you guys are involved in in V Right, a, a little oh, yeah. bit. We're groupies. Yeah. So. I have the uh, the V1 cards, right? So these are the this is the V2. I'm holding up the compete and collect card for the listeners um, that just came in. If you owned uh, a series two, well, they made a series one of these um, NFTs, and they were released as purely uh, physical collectible cards. So I <laughs> I was like, well, I I didn't have a job at this time, and I wanted to get uh, into the Web3 space somehow, some way, that's all I knew was I was going to get there. And uh, the problem that people were having was, well, should I open these expensive boxes? The boxes were $2,150. There were only a thousand of these boxes. So me and my business partner at the time, John Tory, were like, well, we could probably watch all these videos of these box breaks and and track all of these cards in a spreadsheet.
1: It's it's almost like he's counting cards. He's like Rain Man
2: here. Technically, we were counting cards. But like, Literally, we were counting cards. You are watching it's, it's, unboxing videos? I watched every unboxing video that I could find. I would look up could YouTube and, and I would go on YouTube, search it, filter it by the day that they were posted within the last hour. Like I would be constantly updating it. This, so- is,
1: this is a cultural thing. You know, I have a son that's 19 now. He would die if I told this story, but he'll probably <laughs> listen to this. But I remember when he was into Pokemon and we used to go to Target and he used to go there with a scale. And he figured out that if he could weigh the packs, the ones that had the good card or whatever would weigh yeah. more. And I'm like, and he would just genius. throw the ones away. So it's, this, is, this is the culture, man, this is awesome.
2: So yeah, to wrap that story, and that's genius. And you can actually do these with, you can do that exact thing with the individual packs of these compete and collect cards, just so you guys know. Um, so don't buy individual packs on eBay. We're not talking the whole box, we're talking the pack with four, the wrapped mm. in foil packs and four. Um, because someone might have weighed those and have handpicked the, the good ones. So when I made the spreadsheet, I, um, I, I finished it. I had about 1,000 cards tracked, 1,000 cards out of 10,000. So we tracked 10, 10% of the supply. And at the time, uh, Gary the cards were just starting to arrive and Gary was really retweeting these um, cards and, and any content that was generated by the users, he would retweet. And so I tweeted him uh, I tweeted that the spreadsheet was available. I tagged him and I tagged Tyler at 137, who I'd actually already been in a job interview with him, like four days before because of my business, John Tory. He set that meeting up, um, so I have to shout out John so much for that. And uh, this spreadsheet was my follow-up email. You know, it was me showing like this is the level of interest I have, and I'm going to instead of being like, hey, since the last time we talked, you know, just wonder what your, you know, where are we at? I. Tagged him in this project that I made that solved problems that other people had for free, just showing what I could do there. So, from there, I I was hired basically. Yeah, no brainer hire. I mean,
1: I'm I'm just thinking, hey, if that doesn't work out, let me know. I got a job for you too. I mean, <laughs> right. So, just just the idea, you know, so few people go the extra mile to do something, and it's just like so obvious that that's how you can get anything you want in this world is just be unusual like that that's awesome man big respect for you
2: yeah so um that was a lot about my introduction and i hope that that i hope people can pull information and and actionable steps for their lives with everything that i just said you know finding something you're interested in and just like spending those extra hours after work trying to solve problems that you have, because if you have that problem, other people will have it. And if you solve that problem for free and use the most connected you know, device that we have, the internet, to share your message, like it's tough to go wrong when you do that.
0: I, I do wanna make sure that we're clear on what the problem is that you were solving. The problem is that there were all these packs out there that were very expensive and you were able to, I guess, by process of elimination kind of explain, this is what's still out there to be unpacked
2: right right? the the question that i had i i was i was chasing my own curiosity and wondering how i could answer that in a scalable way for other people Mm. so the question i had was i bought one of these very expensive boxes for two thousand dollars should i open it or should i sell it sealed and to answer that question we track the supply because if the larger if the most expensive card got pulled from a pack and someone posts that online, now the price of an unopened box goes down because the major hit, the most expensive one that you can get has already been pulled, so.
0: Hey, what's up? Mark here. Just want to take you on a quick break with a resource I think is really going to help you. Some of the concepts that we're covering in the show sound really complicated and really technical, but listen, you don't need to code. You don't need to get a master's degree in computer science. All you need to do is have the right resources. We're going to make it simple. We're going to make it easy. I've got a link below. Go to www.nftsmadesimple.com. That's nftsmadesimple.com. You're going to get a free cheat sheet there. It's 100% free. What are you waiting for? Go get the cheat sheet. It's going. We're going to break down some of the key definitions in ways that are really practical and really simple. Go to nftsmadesimple.com right now to get your free cheat sheet. That's nftsmadesimple.com. All right, let's get back into the show. And you, I, I, I watched a video of you on Instagram. I'll put a link here in the show notes I watched a video of you on Instagram showing
2: one of these extremely rare cards to Gary himself. Can you walk me through that? Yeah, so I got very lucky. And the one of the rare cards, there's 10 of these ultra rare cards. I bought one box and I pulled one out of these 10 ultra rare cards. And I was like, I can't even believe it. You know, what do I do now? Well, I got hired at 137 between that time. I visited the office for the first time and I wanted to meet Gary. So I was like, you know, I, I met people on the team because um, this was before VCon and I wanted to meet the team before we went to VCon to make the most out of VCon. And um, yeah, I, I went to the office and I brought this card with me to New York because I live in Michigan. And I was, I was holding this card and I was telling my teammates, this is my ticket to meet Gary because he would <laughs> love to see this. Like he drew this card, he hand drew yeah. on this card in this office and I'm gonna take it from Michigan, literally from the office, from Michigan back to the office where it originated from. And we did, and D Rock filmed it. Like, I didn't even know D Rock was filming it. It was amazing.
0: You knew to open it because of the data that you'd collected that's how you help help make your decision? Or
2: are you just like, this, this, I needed is to open it. I needed <laughs> to open it. <laughs> no matter what that data was, I was opening it. <laughs> but in the beginning, it was this honest question. Like, should we open it? And I was just, I just need to see what's inside after a week or so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is, this is something that everybody needs to pay attention to right now. You know, that's listening to this or watching this. Um, you know, cause we talk a lot about NFTs and we talk a lot about the culture and you know, how, there was this big flash in the pan and then the winter is happening. And what's the future for NFTs? Listen to the enthusiasm and excitement in this 25-year-old guy that, you know, if you were listening to this show and you had no idea about what was going on with the economy and everything, you would have just assumed that everything is just rocking and kicking ass right now, because, you know, this, this is this generation that's coming up. So when I look at the future of NFTs, because Mark and I are committed to the tech of it and we just love it and we're, we're 100% all in. You're never gonna see this podcast stop, um, like a lot of them do. Um, one of the things that I'm hedging is people like Ezra. You know, when I, when I hear that generation speak with this level of enthusiasm, which you don't hear a lot in this world, you know it's just amazing so you one of the one of the things i'd love to hear from you and you know just from your perspective at 25 what do you and I, and I know you can't make like an actual prediction but what do you see happening with nfts in the next 10 20 years
2: it's it's interesting right because nfts are are a technology and being with my role of posting videos and content and uh, articles about nfts all day I see some comments that are just like, people dismiss it and they are glad that people lose money. And first of all, that blows my mind, but there's, and so they, they blame the NFTs for ruining the environment. I mean, there are certainly bad things that people do with NFTs, but it's not the NFTs that are doing it. It's the people that are choosing to use this technology to scam people. I know you guys talked about that in a previous episode to you know just copy other people's artwork. The thing about NFTs is you can build Anything that you can build on a website, you can build on an NFT. Now that might not be right now because the technology is so new, it takes time. I don't remember this, but I've heard stories of people downloading a picture and it took all night to download this picture. Oh, and they got a phone call during that time and the picture didn't even download all the way. That's where we're at with the NFTs right now. So it's it's ownership of digital, it's digital ownership. That's Mm. all it is. And then you can attach anything that you want with these NFTs. So where is it going in the future? It's going wherever creative people want it to go. It could be stream like you know you hold an NFT and you get to stream someone's movie, or you hold this NFT, you pay a thousand dollars. These numbers are made up. You pay a $1, thousand dollars, a hundred dollars, you get access to uh, an hour-long video that they made. They poured their heart and soul, this artist, to show you this. You re- they raise money through the NFT. And then they could pay you back through advertising dollars for every minute that you watch that video. They could pay you back for that. That's just like a random idea that I like kind of just made up. Anything that you can do with the website, you can do with NFTs. And we attach digital ownership. We attach the highest level of marketing, which is word of mouth. Think about what happens when someone buys an NFT for $30. They want you to do well in life and make that money. Like, so they're gonna tell your friends because you own this NFT, of, uh, because they own your NFT, they're going to tell their friends about you because they want to benefit and, and you benefit from that. Like that's word of mouth marketing. So, um, it's very, very exciting. We're in the very beginning stages and the earliest adopters benefit the most, you know? So that's why I'm excited right now, even though we're in a bear market, I mean, I had to sell a V vfriend series one, which I thought I would never do. I had to sell that two days ago and yeah, I oh. still have this enthusiasm, um, uh, because the time that you spend now learning about this technology, you, you meet people like Mark Savant and The Dragon. Like, I, I, you know, I'm just like a kid from a very small town who is very passionate about this stuff. And you get to unlock these rooms and these relationships before, you know, The Dragon and, and Mark Savant get the largest NFT podcast in the world. <laughs> you know?
1: yeah, no Mark, I don't know what it is, but I really like this guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, something, it's something about Ezra
0: with the camera. I'm, I'm, I'm down diggy. And I got to say, um, a lot of what you said rings true for me, Ezra. The thing that I'm really interested in is the physical aspect, right? You know, because we talk about NFTs. You know, this is an NFT show. We've been talking about physical trading cards for the last 15 minutes, right? How important do you think it's going to be for creators to develop a physical release along with the digital release of an NFT?
2: It's very important. It's a mix of, I mean, I know that... the What's your real name, The Dragon? I'm sorry. Have you doctored your real name or... No, no, no.
1: I I, I have a name. <laughs> um, so my my everybody calls me J.C., but it stands for Jean-Claude. Yeah.
2: Got it. So J.C. thinks that we're living in a simulation um, from previous episodes. Man, I love this kid. I love this. He, he does and, the research. I like it. But yeah. that's not like, I mean, but not everything in an NFT needs to be v- digital. It can be physical. And you know, I, I did VR in 2016, I bought uh, the HTC Vive, which was like the most expensive high-end consumer virtual reality set, and it was amazing. I showed like 30 people their first virtual reality experience, and I swear to you, 100% of them said it was the coolest thing they had done in their entire lives. Mm. Mind you, I was 20 years old during that time, and my friends were also 20, so not much life experience. But still, that, like the virtual life is, is cool, but it's not everything. So I say all that to say, it does, certain things need to be physical. Like the cards, we had so much fun unboxing these cards because they're physical. I think the main thing is events and access to creators. So that could be a thing like VCon, where you hold the NFT, the only way to get into this conference is through an NFT. And yeah. the reward is physical. And all that comes down to is people meeting each other and having the experience with each other in real life. So you can be as creative as you want, um, with with the physical side of things. And I, I think we're gonna see a lot more people um, uh, evolve what that means for holding an NFT in the physical world.
1: You know, I, I, what's interesting about that, and I, I never even told you this, Mark, but Mark and I were started to do, like we started to buy NFTs. It was almost like a little bit of a competition, but I found this artist that was selling these super cool animated NFTs, and I bought them and they were a little pricey, But then in the mail, I got signed prints of them that are up on my wall. And I I spent a lot of money and framed them and stuff. Um, And and back to the whole, um, here's, I'm going to blow your 25 year old mind right now. You ready for this? Let's do it. Yeah. So the whole concept of the simulation, right, is we just don't, we can't prove that it's not happening. So let's just assume that this is a simulation. You know what that means? It means you could be a freaking NFT dude and you don't even know it. (laughs) <laughs> right? You could be like thinking that you're like working for Gary. You're just somebody's NFT in a
2: friggin' wallet, dude. Yeah. And if I'll, I
1: want, I can just buy you.
2: Well, I'm hoping that my floor price goes up as I yeah, continue to. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be have, leaving it an NFT.
1: So far, your mint, your mint is going very well, and your 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 floor price is is very high.
2: Yeah. Let's hope it. it uh, whatever could happen, but I'm aiming for, yeah, hopefully I can be a blue chip, we'll see. I honestly just wanna share, spread my message and and especially around NFTs right now, I'm just very, very excited about the NFT space. And um, I think everyone has a message, like everyone listening has something that they're passionate about and mine is NFTs and getting beginners onboarded into this wonderful, amazing, uh, full of potential next evolution of the internet. Yeah. Super, super cool. Ezra, uh, before, before we let you go, I just have
0: one question, uh, like a rapid fire question. What's one underrated NFT project?
2: Other than V friends, that's a very easy answer. Not financial advice. Don't take my word for it. I already own this NFT and I bought it for way less than what it is now. Uh, I really like the curio cards, you know, that's where I got my, my start in the community. Um, 20 second recap of what curio cards is they were made in 2017 and they're the first art show on Ethereum. you know they were they were an NFT before they were even called NFTs yeah. so um, the really interesting thing about the, the they're selling they have great marketing. they literally built their marketing into the collection. It's a numbered series out of 30 there's 28,000 of these NFTs total but each one has an edition so there's 30 different editions. They're all numbered between one through 30. The first one through 10, they tell the story of humanity. Literally, they tell the story. It, the first one is the apple, meaning Adam and Eve creation. And then they go on to be like the hunter or gathers because there's berries and nuts. And then the second one is ink, clay, and one other thing. And that's like humans now they've, they're out of the hunter gatherer stage, they're now being creative. And then the next ones are book, sculpture and painting. These are the creations that they made with number four through six, the uh, Clay and the ink, and then number ten is future. So it, literally, the fir- it's such a beautiful story. The first Ethereum, the first proper art on Ethereum tells a story of humanity, and it's like yeah. that speaks to me so much, and I just get excited every time. <laughs> every time I talk about them,
0: so, I'm so- that's cool. We typically talk about yeah. um, CryptoPunks as being the OG, but Curio Cards actually technically they were before.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I wish I had a Punk. I wish.
0: You and me both. That's definitely getting a CryptoPunk and a, a V Friends one or two of my bucket list NFT items. So
2: we'll get there, brother. We'll get there. We'll I might do. be selling a V1, you know, so just hit me up.
0: Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely interested. Um, yes. Ezra, where can we find more Ezra? I need more Ezra in my
2: life. Where can we find you, brother? So Ezra with a camera on Instagram, Twitter, um, those are my places. Uh, I talk about NFTs a lot on Twitter. That's mainly it. And then usually on Instagram, I post just dumb, funny stuff that I think is interesting. And also just daily stuff, my Instagram stories. So Ezra with a camera, all one word, Ezra with a camera.
1: That's awesome, man. Pleasure to meet you, really. You know, I, I, the only thing I could say is the future is bright and I'm not surprised that uh, you you got hired by this company, and the only thing I would tell you is shoot bigger, shoot bigger because uh, you know you're you you're special. You're you're a unique. You're a unicorn, right? So I mean, anybody, anybody with a sense about them knows that you're going to be very successful. Just keep doing. Just you know, keep keep working this recipe that you have. Mm-hmm. Of uh, you know, that's how Mark and I became friends. You know, I I, I saw Mark was a very very much of a follow up guy hustler. And we just, you know, it's all about respect, you know? So it's a pleasure mm-hmm. to have you on the show.
2: Thank you. Next time we'll actually talk about uh beginner NFT stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'd like that. Yeah, appreciate you Ezra. Thanks
0: for the kind of words, Dragon. Thank you, peace.